All right. Welcome, you guys, to the We're Just Hairdressers podcast. I'm so excited for you guys to hear today's episode. I have Michaela Torres here, and she's one of our Harper Ellis Elite stylists, and she's based out of Prescott, Arizona. She does the Harper Ellis method. She does it so well. But not only that, she's like an absolute boss behind the chair. And it's just another opportunity for you guys to all hear from someone that has built this empire and working on their dream income and all the things behind the chair. What Silas doesn't want to hear from someone else that's doing everything that we want to do. So say hello to everyone. Hello. I'm just excited for them to hear from you. I feel like you have so much knowledge and, you know, it's just you're the stylist that I feel like everyone strives to be your success. And I've been, it's been so cool from, you know, my position, I guess, to watch your success over time and how it's grown. So let's just start out from, tell everyone how and why you became a hairdresser. Oh, wow. I became a stylist as, you know, a secondary measure, like a income measure to get me through college. I didn't want to work in a restaurant. I don't, I'm not good at that. That's a very difficult job, <laughs> first of all. I'm a terrible waitress. I'm a ter- I got yeah. fired from two waitressing jobs. <laughs> and um, and the reason that that was so comparable is is just simply because, you know, working in a restaurant allows you, affords you the hours to, to work and go to school. And I just knew that that wasn't going to be for me. I'd watched my mom do it my whole life. And I just, it wasn't for me. And so my senior year of high school, my dad passed away and my college plans were actually to go spend some time with him. And when I lost him, it changed the whole, you know, the trajectory of my whole adult life at that point. And so my mom just told me, you know, that we were at a crossroads and that I either had to work or I had to go to school, but that I had to do something. I had to stay focused. And so I took a job promotion that I was already being offered and I went to beauty school. Wow. And then I did one year at a community college because I really wanted to get my business degree. But unfortunately, I miss being in the salon so much that I finished out that year and I just kept rolling as a cosmetologist. Yeah. So it's just your calling. So you just needed to be in the salon. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently. (laughs) Apparently. So how far into your career did you just like really dive into the extension world and start doing extensions? I have only been doing hair extensions for four years. So I was approximately 11 years in when my entire career changed. I mean, Mm -hmm. turned upside down, like all my limiting beliefs like came to the surface. And it was it it was this intense time of constant question of, of what holy cow because I don't want to cuss on here but like oh you totally can it was life-changing and it was career changing at that year was probably one of the most pivotal years of my entire life for the better obviously yes for the better but it really you know a lot of people I think a lot of professionals often I feel like anyways often question you know how can it be that pivotal or how can education do this or how can education do that? And, you know, education is, is just the page turner. It's, it's really us as individuals, if you're open to it. And I was at that point because I had gone through so much in my career in the, in the years previous to that, that my being open was really what changed everything. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And so tell us a little bit about those changes. Like, I want Silas to hear, you know, the good and the bad, but mostly the good of what, like, Extensions has done for your business specifically. The education into Extensions had a lot to do with mindset. The reason why is because to provide an upscale service, one of which has a, a pretty decent price tag on it because the materials we're using to provide this amazing transformation don't come easy. And the price point on the hair extensions themselves can be high for a good reason because we want quality. When we're selling a service to someone, that that takes a mind shift. That takes a strong mindset, especially if we're in small demographics, because in small demographics come the limiting belief of that nobody will pay for it or that we're not worth it. And so it's really the mindset that has been the true change for me, because as a cosmetologist, I was doing hair of all sorts. I was doing eyelash extensions and I had even gone to receive training on microblading. Oh, wow. And when I started doing hair extensions, you know, I really was, you know, sitting down, looking at my numbers, and I just felt like I really wanted to dive into the education for hair extensions. And I, but I also, if I was going to keep doing eyelash extensions, I needed to be educated on that. And what could I really afford? And what did I really want to put my time and effort into? And hair extensions won. And You know, I was really scared at first because I let go of 19 eyelash clients that I had amazing relationships with. That's one of our biggest fears. You know, if we raise our prices or we leave a relationship with a guest or, you know, we're always fearing like losing guests. But I will tell you that those 19 people met me with nothing but support. I gave them referrals. I set them up for success. I still see a fair amount of them almost on a weekly or monthly basis just because we are in a small town. So that really showed me that it can be done. You can niche down if that's what you desire. If it's important to you, you can can do it. It's not easy, but if it feels right to you, it's achievable. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Thank you for that. That was amazing. As far as like, you know, building off of that, what has extensions done for you, you know, monetarily? I mean, I know things have changed for you. We've had this conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Well, my career, obviously things can be more lucrative inside your career. So I I do want to be honest about that. But I will tell you that hair extensions and the business of has taught me more about numbers, which is very exciting to me. So You're one of those stylists that love the numbers, but yes, on the same I do way, love so the I'm numbers. Like, you know, what's the differences that you're seeing? Well, I'm making more money. Let's just talk about that. <laughs> I've been able to financially visualize, clear, and create a path to bring on an assistant more than one, which huh. has never even been in my mindset or wheelhouse at all. And I feel like the numbers is very important to touch on because both large extension educations that I have been through, Harper Ellis being one of them, we talk a lot about the numbers and we do it because our revenue and our profit depends on it. Our scale and growth, which are two different things, depend on it. And there has never been another service in this industry that has taught me that more than this. Right. 
I and, 1 million percent agree. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and the education behind it, you know, never did I ever go to a color class. Sure, I loved the color classes, but never once did they sit down and discuss numbers and right. what we what we should be charging and why. And so I feel like I've gained a lot out of that, which has then allowed me to profit more. And it's just opened my mind to so much. Yeah. Do you have like a number in your mind that, you know, like last one of my last podcasts, she had gotten a $65,000 raise from extensions in one year. Like, do you do you have a number like that that you can kind of share with people as far as like what kind of raise have you gotten from extensions? In my top year as a stylist offering all the freaking services and working all the freaking hours, like I'll be honest though, I am not a stylist that ever works six days a week, even when I was building. So I'm just going to throw that out there, but working five days, eight to 10 hours, I think my revenue one year was like maybe 120,000 and my profit was... I think that year, probably somewhere like at the $90,000 range. Uh And I'll be honest in saying that because I've opened my own salon and I've, I've done things along the way in the, in the realm of like, you know, investing in education and stuff. I want to tell the world that I am still at that number or a little higher in letting go of all the other services. And I didn't skip a beat. Right. That's amazing. Honestly, that's the best like comparison and realistic nature of my career that I have to share with the world is because, you know, I'm not over here making millions yet, but (laughs) for stylists that are afraid to let go of services or let go of clients or for whatever reason, there, there could be many, my career financially did not skip a beat in doing those exact same things. Yeah, yeah. And I love that because, you know, that is the fear of stylists. Sometimes they're like, you know, I've been doing this. And this is actually just heard this the other day. I had a new stylist contact Harper Ellis. You know, she's like, I've never done extensions. I know I've missed the bus. I'm late to the game. And I'm like, no, 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 girl, you can always hop on the bus. But she was like, you know, I'm just so scared. I have a lot of haircut clients. I don't know. I'm like, just come to a class. Just come to a class. (laughs) But that's so true because every, you know, stylists are scared to like, change services and do something new in fear that they might, you know, lose money. Cause let's be honest, that's always the fear is we were like, well, I don't want to go broke by doing something. I obviously, yes, this is a great job and it's fun and everything, but we don't do this for fun. So good to hear that from someone that like yourself, that has, that has actually done that and walked that path of let me change some things and try to see where it takes me. And obviously it's taken you to a very good spot. <laughs> I would have to agree. I feel very blessed and I was very scared. And, you know, I I think that it's important to remember that that there are two different stylists. There are are stylists who will hit the ground running and and eliminate those services right away because I've worked with that stylist before. And then there are stylists like me that will, you know, their goal is to do it. They're not afraid, but they've got to make sure Like my biggest thing was making sure that those guests were taken care of. So I worked really hard on finding good referrals, people I trusted, because at the end of the day, I'm all about care and compassion. And these people have supported me nearly my entire career. And so I think a lot of fear comes from that as well, because we don't want to let anybody down. 
But the yeah. truth is, is, is this is business. And if you treat the situation with care and compassion, that will shine through and you will come out on top, especially if you're doing what you know is right. You're opening doors that are meant for you and you're closing the ones that are just not. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That was beautiful. So beautiful. <laughs> so I know, you know, you are now so loyal to Harper Ellis and, yes. you know, you've chosen, I guess, you know, to work super closely with us. You know, tell me what the reason that you've done that. When I first started looking for a, a secondary method uh, to learn about and educate myself on, I knew that I was looking for a method that was completely different than the one I was already doing. Simply because I think we all know that not every extension method fits all. Right. And what attracted to me to, to Harper Ellis was the genuine nature of you and your entire team. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, I, I mean, my absolutely. You know, I was in touch with Jesse Lassard. And um, I had talked to her about how she felt about the method. And so I, I basically had gotten all the details in that conversation that I needed. But I wanted to really watch because I knew that if I was going to invest, I, I needed to feel a certain way. I, and this is all based off, you know, personal experience and yeah, of learning curves and all that stuff. My first initial entrance into Harper Ellis was due to the genuine nature of the team. And... It was so crazy too because we don't we don't show beadwork. So I think that when I was watching the method, what I really loved about the actual method was that it was still seamless. I could still do custom coloring. I could still do, you know, a good full install, or I felt like I could customize it to maybe somebody who maybe didn't need or couldn't wear a lot of wefts on their head for whatever reason. And so some of those details really started to stand out to me. So I went to the Harper Ellis training. It was a year ago in early January. And ever since that class and after my master class, things got more genuine. Does Aww. that makes sense. Yeah, like my, yeah, in, <laughs> my instinct was right. But like, I, I know that there's a lot that goes into this and you handle the mentorship a lot on your own, but yeah. I was always able to, to have my questions answered. I was always able to get a hold of somebody personally at the classes. There was always the chance to ask questions and get hands-on help. And when I've ever needed help with the hair, just this genuine nature of customer service. I mean, I talked to Casey on the phone yesterday for Crime Any Safe. You did? I Look did. You. He doesn't ever answer my phone calls. What the heck? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, and, yeah. and the support was there. And I just... My heart is with Harper Ellis because I appreciate a genuine nature. I appreciate care and consideration. I appreciate being treated as an equal and being appreciated as a customer. And I really feel like I am appreciated. I mean, if I pick up the phone and call Harper right. Ellis, I'm going to get you or Rachel. For sure. And <laughs> I just... You know, there's a, there's some big companies out there, whether they're in our industry or they're not. And it's hard. It's hard to get support. And we need support in this industry. Yeah, we, do. we do. Totally. And I appreciate that so much. You know, with Harper Ellis, it's we realize that 
we would be not survive, you know, without you guys, we wouldn't be a company. And so, you know, it's just, and, and I also felt the pain points of a stylist that didn't get the support before. And, you know, so being different is so important to us, but not only that, like when we see and someone like you that appreciates us for the things that we want to be appreciated for and are so loyal you know, it makes us want to love on you anymore. You know, we want to see you take over the world and build your own empire and all the things because truthfully, that's what's wrong out there is, you know, all these companies are like afraid that someone within their circle is going to build their own empire and maybe outshine them or something. I think that is in such insane mindset. But, you know, I'm with you and we're going to talk about your little empire in a little bit, but it's exciting to work with someone like you. You know, you you really care for your clients and we care for our clients and just, you know, the roads just match. They really do. So we appreciate you more than you even know. Oh, thank you. Well, I appreciate you guys. And, and it's the whole team, really. And I know that, you know, I know that if I got into the mentorship, I know, I know right now I'm sending you photos of, you know, things that you look really, that you think look really amazing. And, but I know that when I have a question, you'll answer it honestly. And, you know, I just, I, I really value that. And even your girls, you know, well, Creighton as well, (laughs) but um, he's one of the girls, (laughs) just, just lots of support. And so I, I do want the world to know that. And then, and because of that, Anybody who talks to me about Harper Ellis or has questions, you know, I try to really always be responsive to them and answer questions that they have because I want them to feel that even though I don't necessarily work for the company, I'm still a part of it. Yeah, very much so. Absolutely. Well, in that breath, too, I wanted to wait until we were on the podcast, but we would like to actually invite you to educate with us when we're in Arizona. (laughs) So... If you're down for it, we would love to have you with us there. And of course, you know, share everything that you're doing with all the stylists that we're doing. We could talk more about details later, but we would love to do that. Oh my gosh, Tara. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Happy Monday. <laughs> yeah, we are just, you know, people like you is what this industry needs. And so I'm so excited for people to listen to this podcast just to you know listen are you okay yeah <laughs> yeah i'm here crying on a podcast this is the first <laughs> i hadn't heard anything so i just thought it was like a no for now type of situation and i i didn't want to keep bothering you about it because you have a life <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. This is my life. But um, I will tell you that once the dates, so all of the big city dates were released when I was away in North Carolina for education. And I already marked my calendar for the October date because I was manifesting it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> I was A couple of weeks ago, I was like, you know, I think I'll wait till we're on the podcast just to ask you because I know we've talked a lot about it and all this. You are so um, sneaky. <laughs> we're just excited to have you. Excited, like we appreciate you so much. We talk about you a lot, you know, inside the um, office. Good things, of course, but you know, with that being said, I do want to hit on. I feel like the Harperless method, you do it so perfectly, and. I feel like it's just, you know, by the book and it's because you care and you want to do it correctly. Tell me a little bit like how your clients have responded, you know, with the Harper Ellis method. 
Because I know they've done, a lot of them have done different methods as well. Some have and, and some have not. So I've got a couple clients where the only extension method they know is Harper Ellis. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel like it is amazing. My clients love Harper Ellis. I, uh, to be honest with you, I actually don't have any other extension methods going on at the current moment. I just talked to them about it over the past, you know, like I said, I went to training in, in January. And so I had a couple clients that I was like, hey, would you, would you mind like for this move up, you know, wearing this method? Tell me how you feel about it explaining to them that I'm not wearing it just yet, but this is how I can expect it to feel and and to give me feedback because I am in the mentorship. I am learning. And I have not had one guest say, no, actually I liked the other one better. Can we go back? Oh, good. Good. So, and, and I still, you know, when I hold consultations and stuff, I, you know, I talk openly about about the methods that I provide and what I think might be best. And and what I love about Harper Ellis is that it can literally go in everybody's hair. It, I mean, it, it really can. I'm That is so authentic. Yeah. Like the, the sectioning can be adjusted. The beadwork can be adjusted for different hair types. And so my, my clients really like it. And the reason that they like it is because it is incredibly concealed I have one guest that she has mentioned to me quite a few times now, actually, because we just installed brand new 22s. We call her install. She thought of it, Miss Clever. Her install is called the Bitchin because it's <laughs> six wefts of Blair, the Blair, and six wefts of the Witchin. Okay, I love that. <laughs> and when I first put Harper Ellis in her hair, what she really loves about it is that when she goes to shampoo her hair, she feels like the distribution is much more even so that it doesn't, it's not as heavy. She doesn't feel like it's as heavy. That's probably the number one that I hear a lot about, the, you know, from clients. Got like, it. I don't yeah. feel, did you take hair out? And I'm like, no, I didn't. You just have, you know, it's just more evenly distributed. So it does feel better, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's really, that was really amazing for me to hear because in all honesty, I, you know, I'm not wearing it. And the only reason that I am not wearing it is because I'm the only one in my state that does it. Right. You are, you are. We've had a couple people from Arizona, like start the certification, not finish it. I don't, it it would kind of blow your mind. I think how many people do that. I guess they just like buy something and just don't follow through or, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's kind of like when you go to hair school, it's like you, I remember my hair instructor was like, there will only be two people. There were 20 people in the class. There will only be two people here that is still doing hair in 10 years. And I'm like, what? Why would people waste their time? But that's so true. I'm actually the only one in my entire class that I graduated with in hair school that's still doing hair. It's amazing. So, oh, that's a um, yeah, so I know. And so, you know, I feel like it's kind of the same thing in the extension world. It's like, if you can stick through that, you know, blood, sweat and tears to like build this amazing clientele, then you know, the dream life is coming at you, you know? So, and I feel like that's what you've done is you've stuck through the hard times and now you're, you're coming out on the other side. So I think yeah. that's amazing. And I'm, I'm an individual. If I commit to something and I, I mean, very rare are there situations where I don't follow through or I don't go to the ends of the earth to enhance my skill set. But right. 
I will say if this is appropriate, I I don't want it to be offensive in any way, shape or form, but there are so many extension methods that are hitting the market. And I'll be very honest in, in our lifetime, there are things that are so shiny and new and I Mm -hmm. am not a shiny and new person. I find something that I think is going to be a good fit for me and I stay there and I don't really care about right. oh, what the next shiny and new thing is because that's not really what life is about. Exactly. So like they're, I mean, it's just kind of like, I compare it a lot to like luxury brands. They've been around for thousands of years, hundreds of years. Yes. And, you know, it's just kind of like, it's not always, it's kind of like go to who does it best. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what luxury brands are for me. That's who does it best, you know? And so you're so right on that. I love that you said that because and I same, want- same here. Yeah. And if you think about it, you know, you wear extensions and maybe other people that will run through your mind as we're discussing this, but I would want to go to a stylist that was dedicated to her craft and not, you know, bouncing all over the place or doing 70,000 methods or, you know, I would really want a stylist that was rooted in, in her craft and not, you know, searching around for all kinds of things. Yes, totally. Because if you spend so much time on one thing, you know, you're going to end up perfecting it, um, just like what you've done. And so that's so true. That's such and, and clients too. I know we have clients that listen to this podcast. It's so funny when they're like, I learned this on the podcast. I'm like, yeah, but you know, I know it's inspiring. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but you know, clients that are listening, you know, that's so true. If you're looking for a extension artist, it's, you know, you find someone that is obsessed and find someone that's been doing it not necessarily a long time. That's not really what we're saying because anyone can get started and dive in and and perfect it. But it's like, find someone that has been doing it long enough to be obsessed and to perfect it. And those stylists to me are like very apparent. All you have to do is look at their social media to find out how obsessed they really are which thank you, social media, for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I believe in the method. I, I feel like it's got a, a lot to offer. Even your company, you know, I love being able to order in different lengths. Um, I love being able to order by the weft. I love being able to custom create things. And I think now I'm down to only Harper Ellis hair, which just kind of happened. Amazing. That's so exciting. We're about to launch something in the next few days that you're going to freak out over, by the way. Hair-wise. Me personally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. All of our hand-tied people are going to be like, oh, my gosh. Um, um, I'll tell you about it off the grid. But, <laughs> yeah, so I don't want to I don't run anything for anyone. But tell us about your new education. I want to know them to know where they can find you. But you are educating on something right now that and, – and I like – anytime I can join in on your lives and stuff, I like try to because – you have so much knowledge in such an area that this thinking industry needs so bad. Um, And I'm just so excited that you're doing this. So tell everyone about it and what you're doing. Okay. Well, wow. You know, you never know who sees what on your social media. And for you to tell me that is really amazing because, you know, right now starting is very scary. Again, for anyone listening, I am working a lot on my mindset and my confidence in this realm because when you put yourself out into the world in this fashion, you really second guess what you're doing. And like I've triple checked, quadruple checked many conversations with my CPA about what I'm getting ready to offer. And 
What I really want to do is educate stylists on the business entity of their careers, their business behind the chair. And something that I was met with resistance about was creating my LLC approximately six or seven years ago. And it cost me a lot of money because I Mm -hmm. was making money as I shared with everybody, you know, those numbers come from a time that were absolutely consistent for me. And I was not running my business with an LLC. So I missed out on a lot of of savings and benefit and had a tax bill every year of almost $10,000. And when you're a stylist bringing in that money and you're not taught how to put money away or how to organize it in a fashion, you know, it catches up with you. So that's just kind of the short of the long in in my experience. But what I am getting ready to launch is a LLC course. It is called the entity of your beauty business. And I am going to assist because I can't do like a video walkthrough because every state is so different. I am going to assist stylists. I mean, to be honest, any industry professional that's operating their own business or wishes to open their own business can watch it, but purchase it. But I basically am going to assist you in setting up your LLC because you need it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so very important that I almost want to talk to the feds about like, why does a sole proprietorship even exist? To be honest. Yeah. Like if you really dig into and research the differences and the benefits of one versus another, like, I don't know, that's been on my mind a lot lately, but in any case, so the course is underway. I, all my videos are going to be pre-recorded, but I'm offering a lot of information in the video It took me three weeks to develop my outline and I am literally putting portions of my outline as text with every single video. And I'm also adding PDFs to the course. And one of the PDFs I'm very proud of, it took a lot of time, but I wanted to do it is I went through to every single state's secretary of state website collected the website that the professional needs to go to, to set up their LLC. And it is all in a PDF. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) That is, I mean, going to be life changing for people. And that's why I'm so, I don't know of any other stylist that's doing what you're doing. And which I think is always so valuable. Be the first, but yeah, I'm so excited for, does your course have a name? I just named it. So you guys, it takes, (laughs) Naming things is hard, okay? We talk about oh, naming. Oh, I mean, nine months from name my kid. I understand. I'm right. Yes. <laughs> it's called The Entity of Your Beauty Business. And I have a link in my bio. And it just said, right now, it just says upcoming course. Because at the time that I made created my link, I didn't have a name for it yet. It was very difficult for me to decide whether I should name something that everybody could kind of like hone in on it. But... But really, my my specialty comes with hairstylists and other beauty pros. So that's why I named it the entity of your beauty business, because the LLC is your legal entity. Yeah, absolutely. I love um, that. Right now, you can go to my, it's just on my regular Instagram, because I haven't built out any additional Instagrams for it just yet. But Mykella, the Coppers Mean Salon. 
And there's so many posts that are on my grid and it's probably annoying, but there's so many things in my stories about it right now because I just feel like it is not annoying. Keep (laughs) posting. (laughs) I just, I, people need it, man. We're in January and it's 2022 and, and let's really just get our shit together. Come on. Yeah, that's what we need to do. This entire industry needs to get our shit together. So thank you for helping so much on that because we need it. Thank you. Um, so repeat your, of course, yes. And we'll tell everyone again your your Instagram handle. That way, I can make sure they know how to find you. It's my first name, Michaela M I K E L A, at the Copper's Main Salon. Amazing. I love that. And I'm sure everyone is like going straight to your Instagram right now, which they should be. And, you know, check out our course because it's going to be life changing for you guys that are like, I want to make a lot of money, but you got to have, you also have to have that other business side of things going correctly. Or like you said, you're going to be owing a lot of money. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with a big tax bill. You know, that's a, that's a good thing. That means that we're, that we're making good money, but money. There's a, there's a right way to do it. And, and the other thing that I'd love to touch on really quick, Tara, is that even if professionals have LLCs, but they don't know why this course yeah. is helpful for them too, because I go over all of that. Oh, that's amazing. I'm going to take your course. I would I love that. CPA that takes, um, you know, all, it takes care of all of us really well, but I am like, I need to learn those things. So I'm excited for you and I'm excited for Silas to learn from you because you have so much to offer. And I'm so excited for the Arizona class and to have you along with us. I can't believe you held out on me, but I am so excited. <laughs> I am like over the moon. I, I really, you know, to be honest, I did apply a long time ago to be an educator for a different company and, and it was a no. And I was like, yeah. yeah, whatever, moving on. Okay. No big deal. But then when I applied with Harvard Ellis and I was like, man, I really hope I get chosen, but you know, I'd only been doing Harper Ellis for a year. And so anyways, I am just, thank you. I'm so excited. Of course, of course, of course. Well, thank you so much for being on here today. And thank you so much for letting all the stylists hear from you because it is such an honor. It's an honor to work with you. And I'm just so excited to work with you this year more. And we'll talk more about that later. But if you guys enjoyed listening to We're Just Hairdressers podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Let us know your thoughts. But thank you for listening to episode 26.